0: Such a blessing to all of us, amen, and uh, certainly. But would you open your precious Bible tonight? We're going to go to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. This is everybody's psalm, right? And uh, when no other passage will do, this one will. This one will do it. And I I don't know, I just feel led. I just want to give a little some helpful, encouraging thoughts um, out of this passage. I know all of us know it. Many of us can quote it. And, of course, I'm sure that this is a psalm that many times folks share at the graveside services of funerals. But I want to just encourage us tonight, look at his word. And let's just meditate upon this powerful passage this, morning, this evening. Let's look at it. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He, lie, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Forever, Heavenly Father, again I pray you'll help us tonight. Speak to us in Jesus' name, Amen. Many times when we read a passage of Scripture that we're all familiar with, sometimes we kind of fail to look at the very small details of a passage of Scripture. So, oh, do you know? Oh, I know Psalm twenty-three. Yeah, I know we know Psalm twenty-three, and it's quoted a lot and it's read a lot. But he ever just meditated upon it? And of course, we know the human penman for this was David. And of course, we know that he was the great shepherd. And uh, so he's writing something that's very dear to his heart. But again, I believe this is everybody's psalm. And when no other passage will do, when no other passage can give encouragement to the heart, uh, I want you to know this one will. And I just wanted to share with you tonight. It's nothing new, nothing you haven't heard, but I thought we'd just look at some details of this passage. Now, I want you to think about it a minute. This is a beautiful passage of Scripture because we start in the glen, the pasture. I said, he, he leadeth me, but he said, maketh me to lie down in a green pasture. We start out in the glen, we start out in the pasture, but then we, we, we travel down into the gorge, the valley of the shadow of death. And then we see, praise God, that we travel as we look through this little uh, six verse song, that we then travel to glory. Because the Bible says that I'm thankful we will dwell in the house of God. Of the Lord. So I want you to think about that as we're traveling through this little song. We start out in the pasture, we go down into the gorge, the valley, but praise God we end up. David ends up in glory, he ends up in the Lord's house, amen. And by the way, that's where we're all going to end up too if we're saved. So when we think about this, David is thanking the Lord for being in the fold. Now, he has a lot of detail to talk about this because he knew what it meant to be a shepherd. If anyone knew anything about sheep, David did. So I love the language here. He's thankful that he's in the fold. He's thankful he's one of God's sheep. He's thankful that the Lord is his shepherd. And I've told you before, when I was a little boy, I heard that verse all my life. I never understood it. I always heard people quote it. I'd read it. We didn't even have to memorize it. Sometimes we'd have a Bible sword drill on it. And I'd stand up and read it and say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I said, why do you have a shepherd that you don't want? As a little boy, I didn't understand that verse. I didn't understand that meant if you had him, you don't need or want anybody else. But as a boy, I didn't realize that. I thought, what in the world? I thought we're supposed to love the Lord and want the shepherd, but the way that reads is I have a shepherd and I don't even want him. That's not what that verse means. Y'all get it? But as a boy, I'm glad finally somebody explained that to me, and now I realize that, Perfectly he said the Lord is my shepherd So he's thankful he's in the Lord's fold Are y'all glad y'all are in the Lord's fold? I am too Then he thanks him for his future He's thankful for being in the fold, but then he thanks him for his future because he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So he's thankful that he's in the fold. And by the way, these are two little helpful points and principles that will help you stay on the top side tomorrow. You ought to be thankful that you're in the fold. And number two, you ought to be thankful for your future. This isn't all so I'm thankful David really shows a lot here. But let's just look to see on just a little thought. Why is he thankful he's in the fold? Why he's thankful for his future? I think what he's doing in this passage of scripture, he's just resting in the shepherd. That's the passage. That's the, that's the message. Are y'all resting in the shepherd tonight? We got to rest in the shepherd. Why can we rest in the shepherd? What does he give us in this passage of scripture that David says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In other words, he's saying, you know what? I'm just going to rest in my shepherd. Now, when we think about that, I think we ought to rest in the shepherd for what? He says a powerful life. Now, if anybody knows anything about sheep, David did. David understood that they're helpless. David understood that sheep are timid. Now, I've never been around sheep that much. I can remember when we were at Greystone Baptist Church, there was... a. A, man, a family in our church they would raise sheep and they'd show them at the fair I don't know much about them but I know one thing there's nothing more cute than a little lamb but I also know as we were sitting there looking at that little lamb about that time there's nothing more ugly than a mama ewe a ewe lamb man she popped around that corner and we were holding her little lamb and man she popped around there and I thought man there's, and that's what the owner said said boy there's nothing more pretty than a little lamb There ain't nothing more ugly than an old mad mama She come around that corner, boy, and we just set her back down. But, you know, I don't know a whole lot about sheep, but I do understand this. They're pretty timid. I understand that sheep must be led from danger. That's what the shepherd is doing here. And they know, we know that the sheep are timid. Sheep aren't able to do a lot of things, defend for themselves. They had to have a shepherd. They're really, to be quite honest, they were helpless. You know anybody like that? I wonder why God likens us to sheep because you know what? I've learned something about us too. We're pretty helpless. We're pretty timid. We need lead. We need help. We need guidance. Hey, don't we? And that's why we have to rest in the shepherd. The Bible tells us that we're living in wolf country and we're sheep. So, how do we have this power? How can we rest? How do we are we thankful for the shepherd? We have to rest in the shepherd when everything around us looks dark, when everything around us looks bad, when everything around us looks like, you know, a storm, we still can rest in the shepherd. He's leading us, he's guiding us. If the Lord is your shepherd, then you understand this. You understand that you meet this shepherd. When you put your faith in Christ. Aren't you thankful that salvation is so simple. That a child can do it. Could you imagine uh, if, if man. And by the way men have come up with a salvation plan. It's what you call a salvation plan by works. That's man's plan of salvation. But aren't you glad for God's plan of salvation. It's beautiful. Because it doesn't limit anybody. It doesn't segregate anybody. And it's not from the who can and the who can't. It's whosoever will. And it's not something that none of us are not able to do. It's something that all can do, even a small child. It's as simple as putting our faith and trust in Christ as our Savior. That's beautiful. Faith saves us. And I know that I am thankful that when we read this passage Scripture He says he is trusting in the shepherd. Why? He understands that he's taking care of him. By the way, I've learned in my life of 49 years, he's taking care of me. When I start to fret, when I start to worry, really I'm wasting time. His eye is on the sparrow. I know he's watching me. He has always provided for me. So why do we get so anxious? It's in all of us. Well, we ought to rest in the shepherd. Why? We can rest in the shepherd for our secular needs. David certainly is. Notice what he said here. He said he leads us. Where does he lead David? David said he leads me through the still waters. He's leading him through the green pastures. By the way, we need both of those things to live. So David is very, very descriptive in his language here as he's talking about this good shepherd. He said, I don't have to worry. My shepherd's going to lead me to where I can feed and he's going to lead me to where I can water. And those are my two basic needs in life. And he said, I'm going to rest in the shepherd because he's taking care of me. By the way, he takes care of us as well. And by the way, our needs are very few. Really all we need is what? Food and water and water. And some of us, we don't even need a roof over our head. I thank God for a roof over our head. But you know what? We went a long time without even an automobile. But thank God he's provided us with so many things. But he's provided with all of our needs. And so when we see this this way, maybe you've never looked at it. Like, why did he say that he led him through the pastures and the still water? Because that was the sheep's two basic needs. And the shepherd had enough love and care for those sheep that he was taking them to where they needed to go. And by the way, if a human shepherd can lead sheep, our heavenly shepherd can lead us with all of our needs in mind. Somebody say amen. I'm thankful that he leads us. He takes care of our secular needs, knowing and resting in him, trusting in him. There will be more still waters. There will be more green pastures. By the way, uh, we, we're going to get in trouble when we try to lead ourselves. When we don't let the shepherd lead us, I've learned that those green pastures turned into to, uh, feeding troughs really quick, pig pens really quick. But see, when the Lord leads us, He leads us, there'll be more still waters. There'll be more green pastures. And without Him, we wouldn't have either. See, he guides, he leads us, he protects us. Hey, the lion may roar, but hey, we're safe with the shepherd. I can rest in the shepherd. By the way, the devil's lying, the Bible says the devil's like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You better rest in the shepherd. I better rest in the shepherd. There's safety there. There's guidance there. He takes care of our secular needs, but not only our secular needs our physical needs, but he also outlines our spiritual needs here. If we will rest in the shepherd, he will take care of our spiritual needs. Notice what he says here. He restoreth my soul. Now, that's a spiritual phrase. So as we're resting in the shepherd, he's leading us by still waters, he's taking care of that need, he's taking us to green pastures, he's taking care of that need, but then we have a spiritual need and he says he restores my soul. When we're resting in the shepherd, I, I, look, here, here's what that means. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Hey, listen, I'm glad he restores my soul. When I got saved, he restored my soul. I'm thankful that he takes care of our spiritual needs. I can delight in my shepherd. Why? For when I am weak, what's he do? He restores my soul. When I'm down, he can restore my soul. When I am afraid, I can trust in Him. I can rest in the shepherd. I can look to His staff. I can look to His leading. I can look back in the past of my life and realize how He has guided and protected me. I can look back through past experiences and know that He'll restore my soul even in the darkest of my days. See, when I'm afraid, He restores me. When my soul is concerned, He encourages me. When I am struggling, and by the way, I know we're not supposed to worry about our daily living, our uh, financial needs, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you in the past of my life that I've never done that, but when those days come, we must rest in the shepherd. We must rest in his promises. Look, when I fall or when I fail, look, he restores my soul. He takes care of me spiritually. I'm glad that we have a God that gives second chances. Somebody say amen. So as I follow him, as I obey him, I can rest in him. Why? For this powerful life that David speaks of here. Why was it powerful? Because he takes care of us. This shepherd takes care of our secular needs and he takes care of our spiritual needs. What else do we need? What else do we need? So when we think about it, as I follow and obey, what's he do? He restores my soul. You know why people are miserable? You know the most miserable people in the world? It's backslidden Christians. They're the most miserable people in the world. They won't tell you that. They won't tell you that's a problem, but I'm going to promise you right now, that's the problem. It's a spiritual problem. What needs to happen? Their soul needs to be restored. Rest in the shepherd for this powerful life. Then notice this. We can rest in the shepherd for a peaceful death. I'm a, I'm a reminiscer. I, I think back. I'm, I'm always going back. Now I don't want to just stay back. I try to look forward and know that we're going to have some great. Uh, we've had some great memories, but we're going to have some. We're going to have some great events to come in in the front of our lives that we're looking forward to. But I think all of us reminisce. Some of us do it a little different than others, but. Here's what he says here, a peaceful death. Why? Because he says when we go through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I think that's interesting language. The valley of the shadow of death. In other words, notice the language. Look look at verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Look at verse 3. He restoreth my soul. Leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I love this. (laughs) See, notice the way that he's talking about the shepherd in verses 1, 2, and 3. But something changes in verse 4. When the darkness looms, when he starts, when he gets into the valley, there's no longer talking about him. Look at the language. He no longer saying he, 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 he. Notice what he says. When he gets to the valley, when the darkness looms, the valley is near. There's no long talk about him but to him. Look at it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for what? Thou art with me. No longer he, no longer he, no longer heal thee. When I go through the valley, I can talk to him. Amen? When the darkness looms, he's no longer talking about him. He's talking to him. Notice the wording, the shadow. I don't know about y'all. I've heard people say, well, he's scared of a shadow. Well, that's a pretty bad thing, pretty bad situation. Now, as I mentioned our dog just a little while ago, I must bring him into this message tonight. He's a Dalmatian. Now, my, my wife has another name for him. But um, he's quite a character. I, 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 you know, we've had a few pets in our lifetime. We've never had one like this one. You know, I'd say he's probably knocking 30 pounds. I don't know, maybe 35. I don't know. He's, and he's going to be a big. He's got a big old head. He's got big old. He's got clubs for feet. <laughs> it's amazing. It's funny. He's scared of the dark. I can go outside with him in the dark and he'll come out there and do whatever he needs to do and play, but if I tell him to go out there in the dark, it's like he won't hardly go in the dark. I say, that daggone dog's scared of the dark. Some people say, well, he's scared of a shadow. But you know what? We don't have to be scared of a shadow. By the way, notice this. Notice the wording, the shadow. This threatening valley turns out just to be a shadow. Think about it. It's a shadow of death. Look at the wording. Can't hurt me. (laughs) Shadow can't hurt us. A shadow can't hurt. And by the way, that's why, look at me. I don't want to die today, but I'm going to tell you all something right now. I ain't scared of it. You say, oh, pastor, you're being super spiritual. No, I'm just telling you right now, don't threaten me with heaven. Now, I'm just going to be honest, and I'm not going to get ugly here, but I'm just being honest. I was a little taken back in the last few years of how fear gripped our world, especially with Christians. Now, I don't want to go today, but I'm going to tell you all something right now. Death will not hurt me. Death can't hurt me or you if you're saved. It's a shadow. For us, it brings us into life. We just start living. Don't threaten me with heaven. How many of you have ever said, man, I just wish Jesus would come back. I agree. Y'all ready to go? I'm ready to go. But look, if we're not resting in the shepherd, scared to death. Listen, I believe that is a total difference between someone that's lost and someone that's saved. I believe God gives dying grace. I believe it. Y'all believe it? Do you believe our deaths ought to be different than a lost man's death? I do. We have peace. Because we realize it's a shadow. The shadow can't hurt us. When we walk through that valley, if we're trusting in the shepherd, if we're resting in the shepherd, we understand that this shadow, look, a shadow of a knife can't cut me. A shadow of death can't hurt me. Hey, a shadow of a knife can't hurt me. Hey, praise God, the shadow of death can't harm me, cannot harm a child of God. Can't harm us. We're resting in the shepherd. Why will have a peaceful death? Oh, death! Where is thy victory? Oh, grave! Where is thy sting? Y'all believe that? I've been praying today, off and on. I mean, I can't imagine. I, you know, some of our great, great men of God have passed on in the past. I, you know, and I, I'm praying God will spare Pastor Seth's life. I love him. I appreciate him. I, I don't think my family would be where we're at today without his influence in our life. But I thought, I said, Lord, would you spare him? Would you spare him? Would you spare him? But, and I think God will spare him. But I want to tell you something. The Bible says to die is gain. Now, I'm not trying to be more here tonight, but we got to get out of this, this fear this fear that just it's just overcome. And I, I see that it should get overcome, the loss, but it shouldn't overcome us. Now, I don't want to be morbid. I, well, I want to make it clear. I don't want to die today. And if I, was to be, if I was to be diagnosed with cancer, I'll be honest with you, I'll do everything within my power to, to, to try to stay alive. But I'm going to tell you all something right now. I'm not going to fear a shadow. And that shadow, that death, when the Lord sees fit to take me home, that is the vehicle to which I am really going to start living. Somebody say amen. So we have, we can rest in the shepherd for a peaceful death, a powerful life. But notice this goes along with the last one. He's resting in the shepherd. He can have a peaceful eternity. If we're resting in the shepherd, we're going to have a peaceful eternity. Wow, here's what the Bible says. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. What's that last word? Forever. Woo, that's good, ain't it? Forever. Pastor Mark, how long does that last? I don't know, forever. What's forever? No end. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Y'all ever been someplace and you just didn't want to leave? We've been a few places like that, haven't we? I'll tell you, one of them was Maine. Man, I, I didn't want to leave that place. And I'm, I'm not like really this like, uh, you know, I was born in West Virginia. Visual scenery never really did much for me because I guess I just took it for granted. But man, that's, that beauty up there was so beautiful. I, I didn't want to take my eyes off of it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I didn't want to leave. Plus, you could have all the lobster you wanted, eh, amen, as long as you had the greenback's. But you could get them a little cheaper up there. Man, they fixed fix them right along the side of the road. Man, I'm telling you right now, it was so wonderful to sit there and watch uh, uh, butter grease going all down my wife's cheek and chin. <laughs> hey, I was, I was being etiquette, you know. It's a joke. Y'all are a tough crowd tonight. <laughs> Peaceful eternity. Hey, you ever been somewhere? You say you never want to go? Uh, Laura and I went to uh, Fort Walton Beach. We've never been there before. Just about a month ago, back in the summer. It was beautiful down there. It's like, man, I didn't want to come. I didn't want to leave. It was beautiful. Um, you ever been somewhere, and it's so wonderful you didn't want to leave? Well, here's the good news. Y'all ready? Now, just sit still. Don't get excited. Don't smile. Don't laugh. How many of y'all say? Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all y'all's future. Y'all will be in the most wonderful place. In, in eyes can Your mind cannot even fathom what it's going to be like. The Bible says the half has not even been told. There is a description somewhat of what our little finite minds can... I can't imagine walls of... Jasper and streets of gold. And I I can't imagine all of that beauty. I can't imagine, as the children asked me over there, you know, who do you want to meet other than Jesus? Because we all want to see Jesus. But they said, who do you want to meet? And I'm going to be honest, I've always wanted to meet John Mark. For two reasons. Obviously one, he and I share the same name. Number two, something happened with him there in his ministry and something he quit, he got in trouble. Something happened and he was unuseful. But praise God, before Paul died, we realized Mark got useful again and I'd just like to sit down and talk to him. I'd love to sit down and talk to David. I'd love to sit down and talk to Paul. But you know what? More important than all that, I'm going to finally get to see the one who died for me. And guess what? We don't ever have to leave. We don't have to have to say bye. We don't have to have to pack up. We don't have to give any hugs. We don't have to get in our cars and leave. Hey, listen, there won't be no more moves to Georgia. Somebody say amen. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a peaceful eternity. Why, because it's forever. He said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know the shepherd tonight. If you do, you're in pretty good shape if you're resting in him tonight look you can have a powerful life he's going to take care of all of our secular needs he's going to take care of all of our spiritual needs and I want you to know if we're resting in him tonight we can look forward to a peaceful death it's a shadow it's not going to hurt us really to be honest it's only going to help us it's going to get us to where we've been wanting to go then was we're resting in the shepherd David so eloquently don't you love that psalm some will be in the house of the Lord forever. So see, he's traveling in that psalm. But as he's traveling in that psalm, yes, he started out in the glen. Yes, he got to the valley. And yes, he got to glory. But all the way, he was resting in the shepherd. How about you? How about us? I'm going to tell you all right now, all we can do right now is rest in the shepherd. There are so many crazy things going on. There are so many things being told. There are so many things. <laughs> it's just signs itself. I Everybody's frustrated. And y'all went to the grocery store lately? I mean, hawk a lung, go get a loan just to get groceries. Somebody say amen. But listen here. Our shepherd, as we're resting in him, I promise you, we can trust him. And we, just like David, can say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we need to rest in him through this journey called life. Amen. You might be in the Glen. You might be in the pasture. You might be in the valley. But praise God, we're all going to end up in glory. Amen. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior tonight, I pray you'll trust him tonight. Amen. Now, I don't want to give you too much information, but y'all don't need to miss Sunday. Sunday's always a big day, but we have a young man that's going to follow the Lord in baptism and join our church. And he's excited, I'm excited, and hopefully I'm sure he's going to have some family here. And man, we're excited how God's working in his heart. And so you don't want to miss it, and I want you to do this. Get somebody to come with you. And let's just rest in the shepherd together, amen? Let's stand to our feet and we'll be dismissed tonight. Are you resting in the shepherd? Resting in the shepherd. I pray we are. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. I pray that you will take your words, speak to our hearts. Lord, we are traveling. We are also being led. Lord, we're either being led by you or we're leading ourselves or we're letting the devil ultimately through others lead us. I pray you'll help us for us to rest in you. And as David said, if we're doing that, you're our shepherd. What else would we need or want? Thank you for being so good to us. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. And all God's people say it. God bless you. Have a great evening. Be careful going home.